You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I write about the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago and Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis, and today we're catching up on the Bears 2019 regular season schedule. We'll look at what it kind of looks like more generally and how the narrative of this season might go. We'll look at some of the tougher stretches of the year and kind of a couple games and matchups to watch out for. And then we'll wrap up talking more generally about not getting too caught up in what the schedule could mean, the strength of schedule, the quality of opponents, etc. Because, of course, it's April. So just to start out here, the schedule announcement last week, officially locking things in as leaks had kind of come out leading up to the full release. But we've got home against Green Bay, away at Denver, away at Washington, home against the Vikings, in London against the Raiders, then a bye week, home against the Saints and Chargers, away against the Eagles, home against the Lions, away against the Rams, home Giants, away Lions, home Cowboys, away Packers, home Chiefs, away Vikings. And I think just reading through it like that right there gives you a little bit of a sense of how you're not seeing any of these long home or road stretches. I mean, you get two away games on back-to-back early in the season and then two home games back-to-back early in the season, and then you have a stretch between weeks, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Between weeks 8 and 17, you go home, away, home, away, home, away, home, away, home, away, and that's the end of your regular season. So interesting stretch there for the Bears, the way it kind of laid out, especially when you compare it to like Green Bay. I think early in their schedule, they have like three home games in a row, and then towards the end of their schedule, they're away on like three of their last four, four of their last five, or something like that. So the Bears kind of got this back and forth here where maybe they don't end up getting too comfortable with any home stretches, but they also don't end up getting too worn down by any road stretches. So some some nice balance there. You know, a little bit of an earlier season bye week. I'm I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that coming in a week six because, you know, it, it can be a little bit more of almost a midseason there when you include the preseason and, and the training camp leading up to that, that sometimes players can appreciate a little bit of an earlier bye week to kind of bisect their whole fall rather than just looking at where it lands in the middle of your 17-week season. But at the same time, when you start looking ahead to the playoffs and the postseason, all of a sudden you're extending that tail end of the regular season, and it makes me feel inclined to desire a bye week a little bit more toward the end to kind of give you a refresher before the last stretch of games to end the regular season and carry that into the postseason. Whereas when you have that week six bye week, then you have the remaining 10 games of the season without a break, plus the postseason games after that. It could turn into almost, I mean, if you, I guess if you go to the Super Bowl, could it be four more weeks, you know, wild card divisional? Then conference championship game, then I guess a bye before the Super Bowl. So three more weeks. So you could have 13 straight weeks of football after that week six bye if you were, of course, to get all the way to the conference championship game. So that's why, you know, maybe splitting it a little bit later in the schedule might be kind of preferred if you're really setting your sights on the postseason. But as far as a regular season goes, first of all, you, you have to put it after the London game. I mean, you can't have the team so jet lagged coming back from the other side of the pond there and trying to play football again so quickly. So, of course, it's fine to put it there. You have to put it 
with that Raiders game. But you know, maybe maybe you put that a little bit later in the season. You know, you, you can't control it. But I think in an ideal world, that might be where I like to get it. But I do think, as far as how their schedule shapes out by opponent. It isn't a bad timing, and we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit as far as stretches of the season, but coming off of that first five games or so and being able to take a break before hitting the rest of the year, that seems to be a, a decent spot. And again, we'll we'll dive in a little bit more deeply there, but certainly the primetime games all coming in that really late stretch of the season. You get the, the first one against the Packers and then week three in Washington, but then over that second half of the season— Week 11 against the Rams is a Sunday night. Then, of course, Thanksgiving with the Lions isn't prime time, but it is a a Thursday game and outside of sort of the normal schedule of NFL games. But follow that up with another Thursday night game a week later. That'll be an interesting stretch there. You know, you don't have to you don't get the long week after, but you get a normal week after before that Thursday game. So you're not short on rest for back-to-back games or anything, but then another Sunday night game, Week 16 against the Kansas City Chiefs. That one could be maybe the most fun game on the schedule in terms of not only Matt Nagy going back against his Kansas City Chiefs, but you talk about two teams probably pushing for the playoffs there. That may, Unless either one is at a point where they're not really desperate for wins and they're already feeling pretty secure about their spot, which... Might be a stronger case for Kansas City in that spot, but it's 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 early, certainly. But that one will be a fun primetime game in Chicago. Of course, at the Rams, uh, you know, Super Bowl team, hello. But the, re- the rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia in Week 9, another one after that playoff wild card loss. It wasn't as though there's necessarily bad blood against the Eagles, but you can bet these Bears are going to want to avenge that. And whoever the kicker is, is not going to want to be called upon at the end of that contest. You know, I mentioned the Raiders game and the Khalil Mack return, but the Raiders are already just, ugh, they're the Raiders. They're they are becoming a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a laughing stock, and, you know, I don't want to just totally write them off just yet before the draft even or anything like that, but I, I have a feeling because it's in London and because the Raiders are where they are and the Bears seem to be where they are, I don't think that one's going to have too much of a, a rivalry or a firework-type feel to it. Of course, you've got all the divisional games, which will be, Always closer than we anticipate. Vic Fangio and the Broncos, week two. You know, we'll see what Denver is able to do offensively with with Joe Flacco and trying to kind of sort things out there. I'm not expecting a hot start for Vic Fangio's first season at the helm there. But, you know, other than that, maybe you feel like a little bit of an easier time with Washington without them not really having a quarterback. Forgot to throw the Chargers in there as one of the top teams, another playoff team on this bear schedule. But you can feel pretty good about you know, maybe Denver, but for sure Washington, for sure Oakland, maybe probably a Lions game for sure. Probably the Giants, if you have a healthy Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, heck, the Bears almost beat them last year with Chase Daniel, so <laughs> the Giants don't necessarily scare you at this point. The Cowboys are really up in the air, too. It's hard to tell just how good they're going to be from year to year, and I think the Giants are in there as well. But some, some very clearly some tough a schedule opponents here. We knew what the opponents were, but we didn't know the order that they would come in. And unfortunately, the Bears have some breaks to some extent between some of the best teams that they play. But there's a couple stretches in particular that I want to highlight next on Locked On Bears. So as we look over this Bears 2019 schedule, we've known the opponents for a while, but the order and, you know, the times and the prime time and where the bye week and all that stuff finally at our fingertips to, 
you know, dig into a little bit, but we're not trying not to go too overboard here, not getting too deep in the weeds and trying to predict the outcome of every game. Uh, I know some media places kind of mandate that, and writers are required. I think the Tribune and ESPN and uh, a few different places have predicted every game and predicted the Bears' schedule for the season. I'm I'm not going to sit here in April and before we even see what every team drafts and you know who's starting at quarterback for some of these teams. You know we we just don't know enough about these opponents even on paper, let alone all the injuries that'll happen between now and the regular season and all that good stuff. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, based on the schedule today, I think the Bears are a ten and six team. That seems to be the most popular prediction that I've seen looking at the sites across the media landscape. Uh, I'm really not ready to put a number on it because, like I said, I don't know what the Giants are going to be. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to be. We think we know what teams like the Saints, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Rams are going to be, but that always can change too. Same with the Packers and Vikings. A lot of up in the air right now for the Bears schedule, which is why the strength of schedule argument is a poor one, and we're going to dive into that in a little bit here. But I wanted to just go over a couple of tough, well, not necessarily tough, but a couple of notable stretches that I see from the dynamics of how this Bears schedule plays out and how we could kind of see that affect this 2019 season. I think it's clear that the Bears start with a pretty favorable beginning, and I think that's a that's a key here for this team to be able to get out of the gate and, and have some success early on. Obviously, week one against Green Bay, that's never an easy matchup, no matter what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, but now it's Matt LaFleur and a rookie head coach, which adds a whole other dynamic to it. And trust me, as we get through this offseason, we're going to go more in-depth on all the Bears' opponents and sort of preview each game through the offseason here. But just kind of generally, week one last year was certainly an indication of how things are going to go against Green Bay in some of these games. But after that, at Broncos, at Washington, home with the Vikings, and then at Raiders in London, that's not a stretch that particularly scares you. Again, I don't really know what to expect from the Minnesota Vikings. After being such a disappointment last year, I'm expecting a bounce back from them. I'm expecting a bounce back from the Green Bay Packers. But to what extent they bounce back and to how competitive that leaves them with the Chicago Bears, that I don't know. But I think Denver and, and Washington leave you feeling pretty good. Oakland leaves you feeling pretty good. And so in that early stretch, I'm, I'm you know, you're feeling good about starting well over 500, even if you can't beat the Packers in week one or if the Vikings are more trouble. You know, there's a decent stretch there to start out hot to get the year going. And I'm sure you've heard and seen the statistics before about the first three games of the season. It's like teams that start 0-3 have such a low chance to make the playoffs. And even teams that start 1-2 and have a pretty low chance of making the playoffs historically. It's not a direct causation but it's just a correlation so with Packers Broncos and Washington you got to feel pretty good in April about starting that one with at least two wins in that stretch you know maybe three but it'd be be hard pressed right now to feel like a a one and two start in there and then the Vikings and the Raiders you're probably going to get at least one win out of that and you can go into that week six bye week feeling pretty good kind of like last year you know, the Bears had the week five bye week last year and were able to, you know, go into that three and one with the wins over the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Buccaneers and kind of ride some of that early season momentum into what was a tougher stretch of the middle portion of the year. And I see a, a very similar trend and perhaps a more, even more exaggerated trend here because last year the Bears had, you know, the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills in there. 
The Dolphins proved to be more difficult than they should have been, but the Jets and the Bills, not so much before they hit the Patriots and after that. So it was less drastic there. But when you look at this schedule, coming off of the bye, you have home against the Saints, home against the Chargers, and then at the Philadelphia Eagles. Three playoff teams, three of the better playoff teams last season. Again, don't know what 2019 is going to bring for them. We don't know what kind of injuries are going to be there, but clearly... Having a bye week before that Saints game, I think, is going to be big to be able to have extra time to prepare to play Ryan Pace's former team and to kind of gear up for this. Again, I think by far the toughest three-game stretch of the schedule. When you extend it two more games, then you go Saints, Chargers, Eagles, home against the Lions, and then at the Rams. It's a quite a difficult five-game stretch in there. Uh, you know, four playoff teams in Detroit. Boy, that's when you're going to find out just how much progress this Bears team has made. Through the first five weeks, uh, like I said, maybe expecting a similar start to last year where you're feeling pretty good and having some maybe easier opponents to beat up on. But when you start hitting that gauntlet of playoff teams, okay, how good are the Bears against the top competition on their schedule? And I think by about week 10 when they play the Lions there, certainly after the Rams game heading into week 12 against the Giants, we'll kind of know, is this Bears team a playoff team? You know, I think last year we weren't sure for a lot of the year. Even as they got to, you know, 4 and 3, they beat the Jets. 5 and 3, they beat the Bills. 6 and 3, they beat the Lions. You know, 7 and 3, then they go into Minnesota and win. They they beat the the, the Lions again at 8 and 3, and you're wondering, okay, is, you know, I think a lot of us in Chicago thought this team was legit, but nationally there were questions of like, okay, who have the Bears beat? Have they played a quality enough opponent to feel like this team could really make some noise in the playoffs? And it wasn't until they beat the Rams and they beat the Packers and finished off the season with a win over the Vikings that you really kind of saw this team clicking and looking like a legitimate contender. But I think looking at next year's schedule, after that Saints-Chargers-Eagle stretch, I mean, if they go 0-3 in that stretch, you're, you're saying, okay, Maybe maybe this team has some work to do, and we're still talking about not quite Super Bowl at that stage, but if they start rolling those guys and really looking like uh, a, a hot team through that kind of a stretch, then you can start really setting those expectations high and seeing what types of playoff runs we could be looking at here. And then, then you get a little bit of, of a reprieve with the Giants and the Lions and the Cowboys and maybe the Packers, honestly, at that point in the year before the Chiefs give you kind of one last real test and then finish up with Minnesota again before a potential playoff push. So it's it's an interesting schedule, and it's it's a tough one. I mean, on paper, it, it is objectively, I, th- I guess maybe not objectively, it is subjectively more difficult looking in April than perhaps the Bears' schedule looked last year in April. But as we'll talk about next, how it looks in April really statistically doesn't correlate to how it ends up looking in September through December. Keep it locked. Right here on Locked On Bears. So it's easy to look at this Bears schedule and even the opponents before we knew the order and really get concerned. It's like, man, if the Packers bounce back a little bit, the Vikings bounce back a little bit, and then you've got the Saints, Chargers, Eagles, Rams, and Chiefs, plus the possibility of the Cowboys getting back to a, you know a stronger playoff-level team maybe the New York Giants, but at this point I, I don't necessarily trust Dave Gettleman and you know no more Odell Beckham, and I don't think Eli Manning really has a lot left in the tank. But regardless, I mean, you can see ways where there's only a few teams on this schedule that don't concern you. Like we talked about Washington, Oakland, maybe Denver, maybe Detroit, but everybody else, and, and you know, Giants are borderline, but most of the other teams, probably a good 12 
of the games on the Bears schedule. I think you can kind of sit here today and go, okay, there's some real some real difficulty there. Not not that they're going to be big underdogs in all those games, but some you're not going to walk over a lot of these teams, at least how we look on paper right now. But, you know, that's sort of the key um, asterisk there on paper right now. Friend of the podcast, Jonathan Wood, really is great at, at explaining this and breaking it down. And he, he wrote up about the, the schedule difficulty over on The Bears blog. And it's an article dated April 15th because he, he put it out before the schedule was released because we knew the opponents and he could kind of preemptively strike. He wrote, said, don't freak out about Chicago's perceived difficult schedule. He and I have talked about this before in the past, but I wanted to go through a few of the points that he made here. And he actually calculated some data behind it to 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 really back it up, which is much farther than I would go. So kudos to Jonathan Wood for for going in depth on this, and then you know all credit to him for for the numbers that he calculates there. But he makes some good points about why you shouldn't be concerned about the strength of schedule. First of all, you look at how the schedule comes together. First of all, you have the six games against your division rivals every year; those never change, and you know the the record of your division can influence you know largely a lot of the strength of your schedule. And then of course you play. Two other divisions in the NFL. All four teams in your division play the four teams in one NFC division and one AFC division. And those are locked in regardless of where you finished in your division. So just because the Bears are in first place doesn't make those games any more difficult. So there's only two games on the schedule against the two other first place teams in the NFC that you weren't already playing that are ultimately affected by the Bears finishing first last year. So those two games... Over a course of a 16-game season, and when you calculate strength of schedule, those two games certainly impact it, but it's not nearly as influenced by where the Bears finished last year. So that doesn't necessarily indicate that the Bears finished last year is is impacting just how strong their schedule is. But the stronger thing here is sort of the this what Jonathan Wood called the strength of schedule myth, and he brought up a good point. I hadn't realized this last year the Bears had a strength of schedule that was ranked 8th hardest. This year, CBS, you know, you, when you look at the previous season's record of opponents, based on, you know, your opponent's records, the Bears have are tied for the 5th highest and most difficult record. Their opponents' win percentage combined to be .52. But when you look at the strength of schedule for last year, the Bears' opponents combined for a win percentage of .52. So from a win percentage standpoint, the Chicago Bears have the exact same strength of schedule for 2019 as they did entering the 2018 season. So the strength of schedule, even they went 12-4 and last year against a schedule that has the same win percentage as this year's schedule. So it's not really, even though it it looks more quote-unquote difficult on paper, it, it from a number standpoint projects the same way it did last year. In the offseason before. And of course, last year the Bears opponents finished with a combined winning percentage of .30, which was the lowest mark in the NFL, largely because they all lost to the Chicago Bears, among other teams. But so you see where the Bears schedule went from projected to be eighth most difficult to then easiest in terms of opponent win percentage. It's not really a good way of measuring just how difficult a schedule is going to be. So the idea of it being the fifth most is not very accurate, and the the idea of these teams being as good in September as we think they might be now in April, it just doesn't pan out that way, and the, the winning percentages back that up historically over the NFL. So it, it's like I was hinting at, where 
you know, maybe the Saints have an injury or, you know, Drew Brees gets hurt or, you know, for whatever reason, things don't click. Or, or the Chargers, they've been overachieving perhaps a little bit and maybe they start to come down to earth. The Eagles, similar kind of thing. They, they really showed some holes last year and, you know, you always see playoff teams turn over from next year and maybe the Eagles are one of those teams that don't make the playoffs this year and aren't as competitive there in Week 9. The Rams, you know, you can always point to the Super Bowl hangover and, you know, Jared Goff maybe taking steps back and them just not being as explosive or as dominant from a talent standpoint as they were because they were kind of shooting for that championship window. And then the Kansas City Chiefs as well. You know, maybe teams start to figure out Patrick Mahomes a little bit or their defense continues to be a bit of a disappointment and ultimately hurts them a little bit more. They don't have as much talent at the skill positions offensively either, and maybe their offense steps back a little bit too. So it's easy to see how this schedule could end up being not nearly as difficult as it looks on paper, but that that idea does go both ways, like we talked about with Green Bay and Minnesota, both really underachieving last year, both teams should have been more competitive and are expected to then be better in 2019. So those types of games could end up being a little bit more difficult. And then, you know, you even have the Bears' own potential volatility in there that maybe the Bears aren't as good. Maybe the defense isn't quite as good as last year, that Chuck Pagano just isn't quite Vic Fangio, and maybe Mitchell Trubisky doesn't get as much better as we expect him to, or, or maybe there's injuries at certain positions and it, it ultimately hurts the Bears, and maybe the kicker position is a nightmare and it costs them games here and there. I mean, you just never know in April. That's that's kind of the, the ultimate big point of this schedule and, and our look here is that we just don't know at this point. As the offseason goes on, we'll, we'll get some more information as far as what these teams are going to look like. We'll bring on guests here on Lockdown Bears that are local experts of these teams, kind of get the scoop on, you know, what's going on with the, you know, the, the Chargers. You know, we don't get much Los Angeles Chargers analysis around here, but we'll reach out across the industry like we did last offseason and kind of get the scoop on where they stand and, and feel like, okay, by the time we get to week eight, where might these teams be and what are going to be the Chargers' strengths and weaknesses and, and get a feel for, at that point, whether or not we can start predicting some wins and losses here. But I don't blame anybody for getting optimistic at this point in the year. I think it's important to keep expectations tempered so you don't set yourself up for too much disappointment. I mean, 16-0 is not happening this year, guys. I mean, it's, sorry if I burst your bubble there, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect... <laughs> an undefeated season or even one or two losses. There's going to be some losses in there. Let's let's be realistic in here. But, you know, what what that actually ultimately looks like, it's going to be fun to find out what we're going to get here. But plenty more schedule analysis in the future as we get to these opponents. You're going to want to subscribe to make sure you're keeping up with all of our future podcast episodes here. We'll have more draft talk coming your way this week to put a little bow on our draft previews. And then, each night of the draft, we'll be bringing you analysis the next day with the Bears picks. Although, I guess we won't have anything after the first day of the draft, so we might still be able to do a little bit of a preview of day three and say, okay, after the first round, here's the teams that took running backs that we thought could be in the mix for that, or you know what kind of prospects are falling or how this draft is shaping out. We'll figure it out and you know be ready for day two in that third round, or if Ryan Pace wants to trade up, we'll, we'll look at some of those possibilities as well plenty of reasons to keep it locked right here on Locked On Bears. Keep talking about it. It's sort of this last opportunity for the Bears to add young talent to this roster to give this last infusion to push for OTAs and then training camp 
and then an exciting 2019 season. The schedule that we got to know today, adding some young players in the mix. It's going to be fun. Draft weekend is just, it's a holiday every year. We spend so much time leading up to it, and I'm ready to see how it plays out. I hope you are too, and I hope you are ready to bear down. <laughs>